Welcome to Animal Chat, an Alberta SPCA podcast where we discuss issues about animal welfare, animal behavior, and animal protection. I'm Dan Kobe, and thank you for listening and for being passionate about animal welfare in Alberta. November is Family Violence Awareness Month in Alberta, so this episode is dedicated to talking about seniors' affordable housing and how allowing pets in this type of housing can improve the health of older adults and, in some cases, keep them out of abusive relationships. We hope we can convince some landlords and even those who oversee affordable housing projects to be more open to allowing pets. My guest today is Michelle Markham, who is the manager, Seniors Safe House at Sage Seniors Association. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. So pleased to be here. So off the top, Michelle, maybe you can explain what Sage is all about and what your role is with the organization. Right. Thanks. So SAGE is a seniors association that has been in existence since the 1970s. It was started by a group of uh, older adults who were retired or semi-retired. Like a lot of senior centers, we have the fun social recreation stuff, uh, but we also have uh, education and we have the senior safe house shelter. Uh, We do a lot of things engaging older adults in the community, providing uh, support as well. We have social work team that if an older adult is needing help navigating systems, the social workers can help with that. And sometimes uh, we discover that uh, older adults are experiencing harm. And so then our shelter comes in and provides uh, housing or temporary shelter for those older adults who need safety from abuse. So we're a, we're a full um, multi-resource holistic organization. Lots on the go. Lots, absolutely lots. So, okay, so when it comes to affordable seniors housing, um, what do you see when it comes to older adults finding homes and in particular when it comes to having pets? Affordable housing can be challenging for older adults, especially if they have pets, because the options are limited. Uh, In Edmonton, we have two primary providers of affordable housing, uh, one of whom is uh, does allow for pets to come with an older adult into, into the apartment. It has to be a pet that has been in the older adult's life for three years and who can, you know, obviously manage being in an apartment. It's, uh, but they're the only, the only one. The other seniors affordable housing providers do not allow for that. An older adult, and, and this, this development has been within the last few years that this provider has um, thankfully uh, agreed to have pets be a part of their tenants' lives. Um, it, before that, it was just the affordable housing provider in Edmonton, which was Capital Region Housing. That was the only option for many older adults if they have pets. And unfortunately, they're getting a place if you're a single person with Capital Region, or what's now Savita, can be really difficult. They they it, they serve all of Edmonton. So options were very limited. And sometimes older adults were making decisions to live in places that they couldn't afford uh, because they, of course, wanted to keep their pets. Why are landlords hesitant to allow pets? What, what we have heard, and there's a bit of reluctance to say categorically, this is our stance and this is why. But what we've been able to glean is that there is concern that uh, an older adult circumstance can change, uh, health can change, and then uh, what happens to the pet. Uh, I I would say that could happen to anybody. I have pets. Uh, My health could change as well. So it's, it's, 
that's that's what I've heard. They're not um, maybe not so confident that an older adult uh, has the ability all the time to look after their pet. And yet there are places the, in the for-profit mar- market that have no problem allowing pets with older adults. And in fact, older adults can rent and bring in pets. It's not uh, even a pet that they come in with. Uh, so the one housing provider that does allow for pets that pet comes with the older adult, they can't move into the place and then obtain a pet. So it's, it's, that's what we've been told is that it's about the ability to care for. And yet um, clearly in the former market world, they've figured out that older adults can, can take care of their pets or figure out a plan for the pets to be taken care of if something happens health wise and they need some assistance or need to organize something. Okay, we'll expand on that a little bit um, down the road in the podcast. Let's let's talk about mm-hmm. um, the benefits of having pets first. So we're here to argue today that allowing pets in any type of housing, subsidized housing included, has significant benefits for the pet owner, especially when we're talking about uh, older adults. There's plenty of research that demonstrates this. Uh, it's not just an opinion uh, that uh, you or mm-hmm. I would have. Can you go through what those benefits are? Absolutely. We know, again, through research that isolation and loneliness can have significant health impacts on human beings, period, in particular on older adults, Um, because older adults are in a stage of of life where possibly there is more uh, experiences of loneliness and isolation as a result of um, life stage, whether it's health issues or peers are um, dying, uh, family have gone off to other places. So isolation and loneliness is a particular challenge for older adults. And the companionship of an animal, like you like you said, the research has shown has great mental health, physical health benefits to older adults. Uh, they establish a routine, they have someone to care for, they always have somebody to look after. And uh, that that sense of purpose is is priceless. It's um I think the I think we can all agree the benefits far outweigh any potential uh negatives that could could be the result of older adults owning a pet. Michelle, it's Family Violence Awareness Month, November, when we're recording this. So as we mentioned off the top, uh, your experience demonstrates that allowing older adults to live in housing that allows pets can actually help individuals avoid situations where they can be at risk of abuse. Can you explain how that works? Mm -hmm. Right. So having a pet could be a protective factor. We know one of the risk factors for older adults uh, to experience abuse is isolation and loneliness and a uh, lack of purpose. So having that pet fill that gap uh, can protect the older adult from that experience. They're maybe less likely to have it get interactions from the telephone scammer or uh, have taking up with somebody who's befriending them, who's, you know, feeling that need, that that need for companionship. Uh, and that person could be taking advantage of them. It, people who are, are sad and lonely or, or isolated and lonely may make decisions to bring people into their lives who are not safe. We, we see that, unfortunately. We see where an older adult has... Um, been befriended by somebody and uh, says that this person is either A, their fiance, or B, you know, their best friend, they're just looking out for them and they're giving them their money. But 
I would argue that having a pet, having that purpose, having that um, feeling of loneliness and isolation decreased or diminished as a result of having a pet would be a protective factor for uh, preventing abuse, hopefully. And I, there's the side benefit of having a pet as well, uh, and maybe it's not even a side benefit, is, is that if uh, if the person is healthy uh, and, and the pet is is what's contributing to that, uh, the person is probably less likely to end up in hospital, say, or, yeah. or uh, you know, have any type of a situation where they might need medical intervention because they have uh, something that's keeping them motivated and moving forward. Yeah, exactly. They're out uh, taking the dog out for a walk if they're in an apartment building. It's uh, my spouse and I live in an apartment building. We have two dogs we can't walk down the street without people engaging with us because of the dogs. So it would be the same uh, experience with an older adult. So not only are you out and in engaging with the dog and being healthy, uh, contributing to your physical health, you're also interacting with people in a different way as well. So uh, I, I think the benefits are, are just uh, invaluable and, and many fold. So as we mentioned earlier, landlords can be concerned that allowing pets in uh, seniors affordable housing or any affordable housing uh, brings with it some risks. And, and I think that's the case for any landlord. Um, yeah. and, but I think one of the, the things that you mentioned earlier was that there's concern that uh, with this uh, older adults that if the pet owner needs to say go in hospital because they have a, a medical episode of some kind or maybe be moved to assisted living, something needs to happen with the pet in the interim. Uh, but these are situations that can be managed. I believe so. I believe it's ensuring that you have 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 a plan in place. So the affordable housing provider that does allow for pets, they they want to know that there's an emergency contact should something happen. Who do they call uh, if if to to support the the pet if something happens to the older adult? But I think there's also other creative ways that we can assist older adults in maintaining having their pets in their home and, and ensuring that the pet is taken care of. We have decision-making documents for ourselves. Uh, we have power of attorney and personal directive. Why wouldn't we uh, support older adults in doing the same kind of planning for their pet and have something in writing that is kept somewhere? Um, I, I think, you know, volunteers are, are a wonderful resource. I, I think I think there's there's creative ways to do it. If the for-profit companies can do it, I think uh, our affordable not-for-profit organizations can as well. Well, and this is the time to jump in with uh, with a plug for the Alberta SPCA's Pet Safekeeping and Crisis Care Programs, which um, for those who may not know about what we offer, um, it's temporary care for pets for people who are either leaving uh, family violence situations and they, and they need somewhere for the pet to go while they seek shelter or in the crisis care program, it would be for people who say are experiencing any number of different uh, crises, such as going into a hospital for medical treatment and, and they need someone to care for their pet for a short period of time. Uh, that's what we do. And we do it free of charge. Uh, and uh, and while the pets are in our care, we'll make sure that they get the latest in, in their health checkups as well. Mm -hmm and make sure that they're well taken care of and we'll send updates to the pet owner on how the animal's doing. And, and if the situation arises where the, uh, the animal can't go back with the owner because they're being moved to a different situation, uh, assisted living may not allow pets, 
we'll manage that situation on our end as well. Uh, the program, I would well imagine, is is very useful to your organization. Absolutely. We have older adults who would not leave the abusive or harmful situation they're in without the support of the pet safekeeping program and being able to have their pet taken care of while they're in our shelter. Uh, it has been a huge benefit to uh, the older adults who we've worked with who've done so, who may be in a situation where they haven't been able to even access the medical care for the pet. Uh, we've had a few who've had had their spay and their neuter happen and get caught up on their vaccinations. And some who have been, uh, some of the pets who have been harmed and the while they've been in the pet safekeeping program, the pet has been, had their veterinarian needs uh, taken care of. So it's been a, a real um, blessing and one less thing for the older adult to be uh, stressed stressed about while they're already in a stressful situation being in a shelter. Now, the, the challenge ends up being, as uh, we both know, when the person moves into uh, new housing, trying to find that place that allows the pets, what kind of delays yeah. do you see? Well, fortunately, not as much as we did before, <laughs> but um, we are seeing delays. Uh, we're seeing delays across the board with or without a pet right now. Um, uh, everybody is with affordable housing. I'll, I just need to to preface that. But with the provider who does take pets, uh, we can put in an application and we don't, there isn't an interview, which is the next step in the process until as much as six weeks down the road. So that that's a long time for a pet to be in the pet safekeeping program. It is not ideal. So I guess as we work to wrap up our, our conversation, um, if we got to a place where there was more affordable housing for older adults and their pets, uh, we would, uh, of course, then ensure that there's some sort of support for those owners should they be unable to care for their animal for a short period of time. Um, if we got to that uh, scenario, we would expect uh, a healthier senior population, probably less burden on the healthcare system, we would hope. And um, and we would also have potentially more homes for older pets, because uh, I would think that seniors would probably be taking in animals that are adult already, not kittens, um, mm -hmm. who, who may be looking for a home for the next five to eight years instead of 15 to 20. Exactly. Um, so it would be, from where we said, a win-win-win for, uh, for our organizations, for the, uh, the animal owners and for the animals. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's it's better for everybody if uh, you know whether it's even just putting a dollar amount on it. If we are supporting an older adult and staying at home because they're engaged, their their mental and physical well being is better as a result of uh, having their pet with them. Then uh, we've we've saved dollars and cents for sure, at the very least. And uh, pets are happier and animal owners are happier. So uh, mm -hmm. certainly something we'd like to see. Um, and, and I know from our point of view, uh, th there's always a challenge in, in trying to find uh, places that will allow pets, regardless of the age of the animal owner. Absolutely. Um, because we want them to be together because we know even someone who, who may not uh, have a permanent home, if they have an animal with them, it gives them purpose to continue looking for that permanent home. For sure. And the, you know, when we, we talk about pets, probably most people think dogs and cats, but there are housing providers that don't even allow um, fish or birds, things, animals in a cage. So it's, it can be pretty, um, pretty restrictive. 
Well, it will be a better place for all if we can get to the a situation where uh, more pets are allowed in uh, subsidized housing. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today uh, to talk about what is a, a very important issue for both of our organizations. Thank you for having me. Enjoyed it. If you want to learn more about how pets are unfortunately a part of family violence situations, why survivors will continue to remain in those relationships because of their pets, and how pets can end up being harmed in the process, you can listen to our podcast episode from October 29th, 2021, called The Violence Link. You can find this episode and all Animal Chat episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts or on our website, albertaspca.org slash news slash podcasts. Bye for now.